We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. To you, the listener, I want you to know that I appreciate you, and I'm thrilled to have you here for another episode. If there's ever anything that I can do to support you, please reach out. That being said, here's two ways that you can connect with me. If you'd like to get more involved in the networking conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. LinkedIn is the channel that you're going to find me most active on. Just search for Lori Hybee. You can simply click the follow button as I post daily information about marketing strategy, tips, all podcast episodes, and upcoming events. If you'd like to connect with me, just make sure you send a note with your connection request that references the show. I can't wait to hear it from you. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency that believes in order to successfully market to your ideal customer, you have to first understand that customer. Learn more at keystoneclick.com. Today's guest is David Schreiner Khan. After 28 years as a highly skilled employee, David was told that his job was over. In spite of the immediate trauma and fear, he knew that is his next step. He'd rather work for himself and have more control over his destiny. That was 2006. Today, David is a thriving community builder, podcaster, and speaker. He helps high-achieving professionals who have had a late career job loss build their consulting or coaching business so that they can do what they love and get paid what they're worth. David, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lori. It's great to be here. I'm excited for the conversation we have today. But let's dive in right away. So how did you learn to network and develop business relationships? Um, you know, it's funny. And I was, as I was thinking about our discussion today, um, I reflected back on the 28 years that uh, in my career that I was an employee before I started out on my own, in my own business in 2006. And um, I, I always was involved in building relationships um, out outside of my job and outside of my organization. So I would always find um, opportunities to, to um, network with colleagues. Um, so I would join associations of people that, that were doing something similar to what I was doing. I would um, take advantage of opportunities to, um, to learn, get some professional development, um, and again, connect with the people who are also the students in those learning opportunities. Um, and when I started my business, um, one of the things that I, I realized um, within the first year is that the, the network that I had as an employee was not necessarily the network that was going to help me build my business. And, um, and although um, I did maintain the relationships that I had with, uh, with colleagues and friends, that I had built up over the years as an employee. And, and in fact, those relationships helped me get some of my first consulting clients. Um, I had kind of an, an eye-opening experience. A friend of mine who also went from being a longtime employee to being self-employed um, about a year before me um, 
we're having dinner one night and she said to me, you know, I, I'm part of this, um, this organization. I think you might find it interesting to come to, uh, to a meeting. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, I'll, I'll try anything. Um, it was a BNI meeting and I'd never heard of BNI or knew anything about business networking. And it was, um, I, I immediately, realized the the power of being in a room with other entrepreneurs not just with professional colleagues and so i ended up joining and um, one of the things i have to say in support of a networking organization like bni and there are many others like it is um, not only do you get to do networking but they also teach you networking um, and that, that's that's one of their goals as an organization is to try to help everybody do better at business networking at, as well as build relationships um, as they do that. So I was in BNI for six years. It was really great. Um, and, and even though I'm not currently a member, I still have relationships and I actually still have clients that, that emerge from BNI. Um, and some of my best friends as entrepreneurs also came out of that BNI experience. And the, the, so that was sort of my, my first um, foray into business networking and I got to be pretty good at it. Um, I, I would you know not only do networking in my own chapter, but I got to know a lot of people in other BNI chapters. So um, you know so I sort of sort of took that to another level. And then the next thing for me in terms of networking and building building relationships as an entrepreneur, really emerged from content creation and in particular podcasting. Um, and um, as I'm sure you know, as a podcaster, if you're doing interview-based shows, you get this opportunity to have in-depth conversations. Um, often they feel like intimate conversations with someone new on a regular basis. Um, a, a, you get to learn. Um, B, you get to build relationships with those people. And C, you get to share your mutual knowledge with your, um, with your audiences. And, um, and I found that since I started podcasting seven years ago, um, it has enabled me to build relationships with a whole new cadre of people that I didn't know before. And um, I'm, I'm based in New York. And, and even though I'm pretty well networked in the New York metropolitan area, podcasting enabled me to develop a whole new network that was international, which is, is really great. Oh, I, I agree a million times with you over again. And it just... Um, fun fact, I had Dr. Ivan Meisner as a guest on my show. He's the founder of BNI. Fantastic interview. Definitely take a listen um, if, you, if you'd like. Um, but yeah, podcasting, you, you've got me beat. I've only been doing it for five years. Um, but I've met so many people on a global level, and it's just amazing the connections that, that you make. And then you interview someone, and then they introduce you to someone else. <laughs> it's just been a really great experience for me. Exactly. So what is the connection between your relationships and the evolution of your business? Um, well, for one thing, um, it, as far as the relationships themselves are concerned, um, one of the things that I've learned to do over the years and that I encourage other people to do when they're trying to build relationships is focus on the relationships. So that means being curious, asking open-ended questions. Um, and I recently learned um, 
um, a framework for questions that I really love from actually from a podcast guest, Rock Robinson, who was on um, one of my shows recently. Um, he calls these his, his fab five. Um, the first one is about geography, um, like where are you from? Because people immediately will, um, A, it's not a threatening question. Um, so people don't get defensive and they automatically will start to think of who they might know in common based on geography. So that's the first one. Second one is family. Um, and, um, and if you make it um, very sort of generic, it's not about asking somebody whether or not they're married or they have children or um, et cetera, because everybody defines family differently and everybody's and families are all different. So this way, if you just say, tell me about your family, um, you will you will likely learn something about that person. Um, same thing with school. Um, you know, asking somebody about their school experience doesn't matter what level of education they had. Um, um, pretty much everybody has some kind of school experience, and there's usually something interesting to share about that. Um, I like to ask people about their career journey because no matter where you are in the stage of your career. Um, Every, everybody's career is different. Um, and in mm -hmm. fact, um, they're generally very nonlinear. So they're, they're also kind of interesting and helps you get to know one another. And then, and then the last question is what excites you, which um, then can start to get to something that may be closer to what it is you actually um, do in your business, what, you, um, what kind of problem you solve, what, who's, in, who's your ideal client or customer, and... Um, um, you know, a, a little bit specifically about your business. So as, as opposed to walking up to somebody or, you know, these days when, when uh, a lot of, of relationship building happens online, um, asking somebody first about their business, um, I, I find is not necessarily the best way to do it. So, so being really curious and asking open-ended questions. The other thing is uh, in, in the world, there are givers, there are takers, and there are exchangers. And people that are best at relationship building are exchangers. Um, I like to ask how I can help somebody else first, because that, um, you know, uh, I, I try to be a generous person. And I think that kind of sets the stage for um, how I like to be known. Um, so I think, you know, asking somebody how you can help first is great. And then um, the last thing that I will usually end with, particularly if it's been a fruitful conversation is, uh, who else do you think I should speak to? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and if that other person has, has suggested one or more people, um, if it's appropriate, I will ask them if they'd be willing to make an introduction. Because that also, if you get an introduction to somebody, they're much more likely to respond than if you just try to contact somebody cold. So, um, that's kind of the framework that I that I generally use, um, and, and the most important thing is also when when there's something some call to action that you or or some action plan that that you have as a result of um, of a discussion with somebody else. Like if you offer to make somebody else introductions for somebody else, there's some kind of follow up. Just make sure you follow up mm -hmm. because um, that that really. Um, 
your, your reputation will be sullied if you don't follow up. So um, I, I try to, you know, be systematic about following up and make sure that I do if I offer to, to help somebody in some way. So, so in terms of, of my business, I've, you know, I've basically employed these principles for the last, I don't know, 15 plus years. And relationship building is not a quick thing. Um, this is really about, it, it's not about um, a sprint. It's about a marathon. Um, you know, it's not hunting, it's, it's farming. So uh, relationships do take time, yet um, the, the good relationships are what um, has led to, um, to business for me, uh, particularly business that becomes like long-term clients, mm -hmm. which, which is great. Um, and also opportunities. One of the things that happens when you build relationships is that opportunities appear. So as an example, um, my friend, Jamie Jay and I, and I, I met Jamie through podcasting. Um, I'm in New York, he's in, in Missouri. Um, but we, you know, we've been in touch and, um, um, on a consistent basis since we met a number of years ago, we, uh, co-led um, a virtual summit in 2018 called Three, Three Day MBA, which is something um, I probably wouldn't have done on my own. And it was great to be able to do it with a partner. And and uh, we actually had a third partner as well, partner as well, Anthony Witt. So you know, being able to do that totally evolved out of um, building relationships. And, and honestly, sort of where my business is now that I am now, um, you know, you, you read in, in, in my introduction that I've gone from employee to entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur, um, I am a community builder, podcaster, and speaker. And, and honestly, um, those pieces and the fact that I'm, I'm known as someone who helps professionals with a late career job loss build their consulting business so they can do what they love and get paid what they're worth. That has really evolved out of the relationships that I've built through networking, through podcasting, and through the relationships that I have built over time with clients. Because when, again, going back to what I said earlier about being curious, one of the things that I keep hearing over and over again, particularly for folks that are um, in the second half of their career is, um, for those that that are solopreneurs, uh, you know, consultants, coaches, um, they, they're running a, um, a, a very small, um, often one person professional service business is if, if you're doing that following many years as an employee, that transition from employee to business owner is a very challenging one. Now, we all learn what we need to do in our professions to serve our clients. You know, you can become a marketing expert or you can become a technology expert or you can become um, a, um, a customer service expert. Uh, you know, whatever your field is, you, if you have spent 20 or 30 years or more doing it in an organization, you have become acclimated to doing this and doing your narrow piece on behalf of a bigger organization. Um, that essentially supports somebody else's bottom line. And when you become a business owner, there are all of these skills that you need to be able to run a small business that you have probably never been taught. And many of them you've never had to do before. So it's very daunting to suddenly have to do these things. Um, and, um, and at the same time, when you go from employee to, um, to consultant, you're, 
your income, when you go from, from a, a paycheck to a paycheck, your income goes from 100% while you have a, a paycheck to zero when the paycheck stops and it goes back up to 100 the day you walk into your next job. When you start a consulting business, it doesn't work that way. So you're, it takes time to build up your income. And so you're learning all these new skills and wearing so many hats at the same time that you may be feeling quite stressed about the fact that it's taking time to, um, to replicate your, uh, the income from your last job. So it's a very challenging time. And, um, and again, this, this has sort of evolved because in, in my um, in what I've done as a podcaster, I have tended to connect more with these kinds of folks. These tend to be most of the folks that I have interviewed over time. And in fact, I've now narrowed what I do in, in podcasting to focus on helping consultants build their business, um, particularly following uh, a late career job loss. And so, uh, again, be, because my relationships have sort of um, evolved in this direction, my business has also evolved in this direction. Well, that's, I, I think that's great. There's so many things I want to touch on. We have so little time here. <laughs> um, I loved all Ask the, away. Yeah, the, the, I mean, you had some great, you know, questions and how you kind of form the, the conversations um, and, and just the leveraging your podcast to be a resource to, the, to your audience. I mean, there's so many, so many strong points there. Um, but definitely want to keep the conversation moving forward here. So my last question, well, not my last question, my, my next question before we go to a quick commercial break is how is social capital integral to the impact you are trying to have in the world today? Um, so there's sort of um, w one thing that, um, that I have noticed with um, high achieving professionals when they go from being in an organization to being independent is the, the social infrastructure has um, basically vanished. So you have this formal structure that when you're part of an organization, that of course disappears when you when you walk out the door. Um, but also the informal structure often follows. It often um, uh, it may not disappear completely, but all of a sudden your quote unquote friends from work, um, you may find that they've they've ghosted you um, for a whole variety of reasons, and you spend a lot of time alone, and the the loneliness and the isolation combined with the fear of doing all these new things, if you have gone from being an employee to being a consultant when your job was terminated, um, which is actually quite common, it's way more common than people think, um, if that happens, then there can also be um, shame associated with the job loss. It's not something people talk about a whole lot. Um, and so being able to connect with other people that um, have some of these similar challenges that you're facing, some similar issues, people that are also building a consulting business. Um, you don't need to reinvent the wheel, but if you connect with other people, A, it, it will, um, it, you'll learn things from them. They'll learn things from you. And you'll realize that, um, you know, as, as an example, one of the things that I see happen all the time with consultants is um, especially early on, they price themselves too low because they um, they they fear they're not going to get the um, they're not going to get the sale. They're not going to you know connect with. They're not going to get the contract with the client, um, and they think price price may be an issue. Um, they tend to undervalue um, what they're worth, and so 
and I've seen this time and again, when you're in a community with other consultants, they will call you out on it and say, no, 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 you're, you're charging too little. Um, and, and as a result, I've seen over time that um, consultants that hear these things from their colleagues have more courage to charge more and they start making a lot more money. Um, so that's just one, one example. So connecting with other people, I think is really important to be being to your ability to be able to overcome that. And, and for me, um, I um, like to be a connector. You know, I think you can kind of tell this by everything I've described with mm -hmm. networking. Totally. And so for me, um, yes, I do know a lot about how to build a successful consulting business. Um, you know, things like what kinds of business models are out there? What's, what's, how do you price things? Um, uh, how do you deal with, um, with trying to um, make sure that you're selling to the decision maker, et cetera, et cetera. So, so yeah, I know I do know a lot of this, um, but I actually um, feel great when I'm able to connect people so that it's there's some kind of mutual benefit. And, and that, that's actually um, in large part why um, within the last year, I was planning and then finally launched um, a community for consultants to help them build their business. Uh, so not only do we have the, the podcast, Smashing the Plateau and, and Going Solo, but we now have the Smashing the Plateau community so that um, consultants that, that are building their business, particularly after a long career as an employee, can um, help one another, um, get access to resources that they need, get training, um, and um, and and support one another. Yeah, I, I I love that. I think that there's, I've seen it just as you said, a number of individuals who worked corporate went to be individual or independent, you know, solopreneurs, and having that community of people to help elevate you and build that confidence is so powerful. I love what you're doing. I think that's great. Um, this is a quick. Uh, great time to pause for a quick message from our sponsor. Social Capital is sponsored by Keystone Click. Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. For Social Capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. David, we're going to dive into some of my questions around networking. My goal is to help alleviate any fears that people have when they hear that word networking. So can you share with my listeners, our listeners, one of your most successful or favorite networking experience that you've had? Um, yeah, actually, uh, I'm going to reflect back on my first the, my first visit to a BNI meeting um, when I was terrified about the idea of getting up and giving a 60 second commercial about myself. And my business was pretty new at that time, so um, I was um, you know I didn't have a I did have clients, but I didn't have a huge track record. So I was I was pretty insecure about what I was selling. 
And to be able to get up in front of uh, 30 plus strangers um, at seven o'clock in the morning and give a coherent 60 second commercial was, was pretty terrifying. And I have to say, the people in the room couldn't have been nicer to me and, and more supportive. And people came up to me afterwards and uh, and just just tried to be nice and helpful. Um, and um, you know, when when you're with people. I had a podcast guest who actually is an expert on networking. One of the things he said is like, we all know this, the phrase people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Um, and, and he added another line to that, uh, which is um, people do business with people they know, like, trust and care about them. And, and I felt, even though I didn't, you know, I, I had one friend who invited me, but I didn't know anybody else, but I felt like there, there was genuine caring in the room and it made a huge difference. Oh, I agree 100%. And then it made you want to come back. It made me want to it, come back. I came, uh -huh. I came back the, the following week um, and I decided to join on the spot. That's awesome. Love that. How do you stay in front of and nurture your network and your community? Um, gosh, it, you know, I, I will admit it's really hard to do. Um, I think it's important to actually have a process for um, keeping track of who you're connecting with and having a process for follow-up. So one of the things that I do is I, I make notes after I speak to people um, and, and I do, you know, I, I keep the notes and I keep them organized. And I also make, I just make notes in my calendar when I'm supposed to follow up with somebody. So like, if, like if you and I are speaking today and we decide, oh, you know, this is a great conversation. Let's, you know, keep in touch um, three months from now. I'll make a note in my calendar three months from now. Um, it's time to reach out to Lori and, um, and, and I'll make, you know, I'll, I'll somehow uh, in my calendar, make reference to where I've kept the note about you so I can go back and look at it in case I don't remember all the details. I, I do the same thing. I think it's so important to always plan that next step and, and yes. to never leave it open and, and have, have it open. You know, I don't know how I'm trying to wrap this up here. Open-ended, you know, just forever. Maybe one day we'll catch up. No, it's you know, what is the next step? Whether it's, hey, check in in three months. Well, okay, now there's a task. It's on my list. It's on my calendar. And um, I mean, you even have a lot of tools that you can just have an email automatically sent, you know, three months down the road that says, hey, just check it in, David, see if you want to grab coffee again soon or, or catch up on a call again. Yes. Yep. That's, which is a great idea. Um, here's a fun one for you. If you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career? Follow your heart. <laughs> I, I studied, no, I, seriously, I, I studied engineering seven, seven years of engineering school. I worked as an engineer for four years and then I went into the nonprofit sector. Um, and, and honestly, when I was, when I was in school, I had thought about, um, I wonder whether this was really the right um, the right thing to study. Um, and, um, you know, I did well in school. I have a master's degree from Cornell and, and I did pretty well as an engineer also, but my heart wasn't really in it. So, um, you know, my, my, every pivot in my career, um, has ended up moving me in a direction where I'm actually 
doing things that I'm happier doing. Um, and I will admit that e each of the pivots usually came with um, not just me moving forward, but somebody pushing me. It's like I went from an engineer to you know being in the nonprofit world when I got fired because the company I worked for had lost a lot of the business. Um, so it was pretty painful to be unemployed. Yet, on the other hand, if I wasn't, if I hadn't been unemployed, I probably would would have been an engineer for decades and and probably not so happy. I love that. I think that's sound advice, and hopefully, any twenty year old listening um, takes it to heart. David, I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask me a question. So you're you're in control of the conversation now. What do you oh. want to ask me? Um, yeah, is, it, is there a networking experience that you have have had that led to you making a change in your career? Hmm. Like somebody you met um, who you didn't anticipate meeting necessarily, who ended up um, giving you some advice that moved you in a direction you hadn't expected? Oh man, there's so many amazing people that I've met. <laughs> you know, I, I would say one of the biggest, um, how do I even position this? One of the, uh, I'll just spit it, spill it out without trying to make it sound sexy. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm part of an, an agency mastermind group, marketing agency mastermind group, and it's probably one of the best decisions I've made. Um, in my, my professional career from a, my own professional development, but the growth of the business and just having kind of like what you were talking about, a community of individuals. So you, you work with those solopreneur consultants, you know, I I'm surrounding myself and sitting in a room with other marketing agency owners. And the gentleman that runs this is Drew McClellan. And when I met him, I was just so blown away by how much information he gave me and how much he um, kind of lifted me up and, and gave me the positive feedback on that. I can do this just as you were talking about with your community. And so I think he, I've been part of his group for eight years now, I want to say, um, wow. and a long I, time. I, it is, but I, to this day still receive a ton of value. Um, and, uh, I think that if I had not met him, I would not be in who I am today. That's great. Great to hear. Yeah. Fun question. Thank you. I'm going to have to make sure he listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, any final word or advice off our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? I know you, you've shared a ton of value already. What do you got for us? Um, yeah. If, um, if you're feeling uncomfortable in anything you're doing with regard to relationship building, um, pay attention to the discomfort. And if you believe that the, that the step that you are about to take, which is making you uncomfortable, is a good step, take it. Because if you're feeling uncomfortable, it means you're probably in a state of growth. You're doing something that's going to help you grow. And relationship building can really help you grow quite a bit, as, as you've heard from our conversation today. So yeah. take that take that step. I think that's great advice to share. Anytime you're uncomfortable, it, it means you're growing. And, and it took me a while to learn that, but I 
purposely try to challenge myself and step outside of my comfort zone for that very reason. Um, if anyone is interested in getting in contact with you, what is the best way that they could reach you? Smashingtheplateau.com. That is where uh, both of our podcasts, Smashing the Plateau and Going Solo, are housed. Um, there's information about me and about, um, about our community there. Um, if you are interested in being part of a community of consultants that are building their business following a long career as an employed professional, I'd be happy to speak to you. Um, and um, yeah, we have, we have like, as, as I said earlier, I've been podcasting for a long time. So we have over 700 episodes of uh, um, great conversations with smart people. Um, so there's, there's a lot you can learn just by listening to the podcast, which That's of course are free. Fantastic. We will include all of that information in the show notes. David, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Laurie. Oh, all right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. Again, huge thank you to David for taking the time to connect with us. As mentioned before, let's definitely connect on LinkedIn, connect with me, connect with David. We're definitely looking forward to hearing from you. I really hope you enjoyed today's show. And most importantly, go reach out and connect with someone. Reconnect with someone from your past or find someone new that you'd like to connect with. That's what it's all about. Now go and build those relationships. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.